about 15 minutes and I've gone into a lot of detail and uh, the reason for doing that is I'm trying so hard to show you what God has uh, done for me and is doing for me and I want to let you know that God will do the same for everyone. And my diagnosis, uh, I'd just like to say that my family was supposed to be here, but um, they had other, some of them was on fall break and things, so some of them are out of town. So I wish they could have been here, but uh, I've been waiting. I wrote my first testimony. I actually have two testimonies in one, because since I wrote this testimony in June, I have had more tests run, and I wanted to be able to share that today, too. Uh, but my diagnosis, uh, when I first got my diagnosis in uh, about June or July of 21, it was one of the worst diagnoses that a person could get. And it has been over a year that uh, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. I asked for the songs, Power in the Blood and Greatest Thy Faithfulness to be played. These are the songs that I always like to play when I gave my testimony, when I first found out about my condition, God gave these songs to me. I would sit and play them on the piano one after the other for hours and hours. He also gave me Bible scriptures, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11 to hold on to. Every day for 12 days when I opened my Bible, it would automatically open up to these scriptures. In August, when I first had test run, it was not good. I had a six centimeter tuber in the breast had spread to adrenaline gland, lip, nose, and was starting in the bones. When I had my first chemo treatment, my oncologist and breast surgeon doctor were hoping the chemo treatment would possibly shrink tumor to a five centimeter, but didn't know if treatment would. For about two to three months, they were giving me two chemo medicines, four times a month, once weekly. They would hook up one medicine that took an hour and unhook and hook up a medicine that took 30 minutes. Then my doctor decided I was doing so good that I no longer needed the 30-minute medicine and that I only needed the treatment three times a month with one week, no chemo. Each time I had more tests run, the results were getting better. The six-centimeter uh, tumor in the breast went down to four-something. Lip nodes were getting better. Then the next time for tests, the results were even better. The six-centimeter tumor had gone to a 3.9. Adrenaline glands was free of cancer. Lymph nodes, that's my sign of cancer. Then in March, this is where I will begin to tell you all that has happened. The end of February and 1st of March, I had a PET scan run again. And also, breast surgeon did ultrasound on the tumor. The test results came back very good. The 6-centimeter tumor has now shrank to a little over 2-centimeter. The lymph nodes weren't showing much cancer at all. When I was first diagnosed, my oncologist told me it would always be there, but they could keep it under control with medicine. In March, my oncologist told me it was just like the cancer is completely vanishing away, yeah, yes. completely disappearing. She says she wanted to keep me on chemo treatments for a while longer and because she now feels that with these treatments, I will be cancer free. My doctor also told me in March, my blood was beautiful. She said, to look at my blood, it shows no signs of me ever taking a chemo treatment, which is really good. And then this is a part where my doctors and nurses are all amazed. I am a mystery to the doctors and nurses. After about three months of being on chemo, a lot of my hair came out. If you read on internet, talk to anyone that has chemo, the chemo medicine that I'm taking, it is one of the worst to cause you to lose your hair. 
As long as you're on this chemo, your hair is not supposed to come in until after you're off the medicine. I noticed about three months ago my hair was growing and coming back in. I asked my doctor, I asked the chemo nurses, I was told the same thing by all of them. My doctor told me it's very unusual when this happens. She said it has happened to very few people. She said the doctors and scientists cannot explain when this happens. Amen. Yes. I call my hair my miracle hair, yes. but I know why my hair is growing. I still have my prayer cloth in my sleep cap, and even during the time I had very little hair, I slept with my prayer cloth in my sleep cap. And I'm pretty sure this is why this has happened to a few other people, because they believed in God and had faith. I have not been sick at all with the chemo treatments. Every time I get a treatment and every time I go to the doctor, they always ask me, are you having any pain, any vomiting, diarrhea, feeling tired, no energy, no appetite? Always my answers are no. Also, any swelling in my feet, any neuropathy in my hands and feet, that answer is also no. One day at my doctor appointment, the nurse practitioner comes in first, asks me all these questions. One day in March, she told me, I don't think you know just how good you're doing. She said, you are amazing. She said, you just don't realize how many of our patients we see they would love to be in your shoes. And I will now tell you about my vacation I went on in uh, March. And the reason for telling you uh, this is to show you what the doctors had said. God has uh, said no and has been with me through all of this. On March 11th, I had a treatment. Got out of the cancer center around 4 o'clock on a Thursday. My treatments are always on Thursday, so I know I am only going to get about two to three hours sleep on Thursday night. The chemo gives me so much energy that I am awake about 2.30 a.m. On Friday, March the 12th, I was going on vacation with Tiff, the baby, and four boys. We drove. We were planning to leave at midnight, but the 12th was the day we got the big snow. So she called and said we would leave about 4 o'clock that evening. We were driving, seven of us, in her car with three of the boys being over six foot tall. We had a load, no foot space, no lap space. We left my house at four o'clock in the evening, drove all night long. Only time we stopped was to get gas and stop to eat. Once you got into the car, your feet and body were where they were going to be until you stopped again for gas. Even baby Kaysen was holding things in his car seat. We got to Pensacola, Florida about 5.30 a.m. Saturday morning but we couldn't check in our place we were staying. It was a condominium, it was gated, and absolutely could not get in until four o'clock Saturday evening. Tiff and I did not sleep all night, and we went to eat breakfast. The temperature was in the 40s, the wind was blowing, it was cold, so you couldn't stay down by the water very long. We didn't have anywhere we could go for the day, so we saw some beach areas. Parked for two hours for $3, so we started doing that. I probably all day Saturday got about an hour and a half sleep in the car, and remember, I had been awake since 2.30 a.m. Friday morning. But guess what? I had no swelling in my feet or legs Yay. after riding all those hours. Awesome. So all day long, we kept putting in $3 and stopping at another beach area. Then later Saturday afternoon, we drove through a house in addition and found a local park. So the boys got out of the car and played ball for a while until time to go check in to where we were staying. We got loaded up again. The car wouldn't start. But this time, we were all exhausted. Somebody was supposed to take the car and get a new battery put in it. It didn't happen. So Tiff got her phone out and called someone back at home. I knew he was too many hours and too many miles away to help us now. I know three boys over six foot tall and another boy, all sports players, might be pretty scary to hometown people in a local park. And Tiff was still on the phone. 
So I decided I was the best choice to go get help. I came upon one man and woman. That man didn't have any jumper cables. I kept walking in the park looking for other people. Came upon another man. He hadn't come in his car, was with someone else. Came upon another man. His jumper cables were at home that said he would go home and get them, but I didn't want him to do that. So kept walking. Kept upon another man. He didn't have any cables, but hollered at another man. That man had a pickup and cables. So I told them what kind of car and where we were parked. I walked back up to the car. So the two men came to the car. The boys got out and helped. They got us started. So then we had to try and find a place to buy a battery. We found an O'Reilly's, bought the battery, but they wouldn't put it in because her battery is not under her hood. So the next morning, Jason and Justin put the battery in. And I wish Tiffany was here so she could hear this part. If you are going on vacation with Tiff and she calls and says, can you go up and down stairs? You might want to find out just how many stairs. I said, sure. I was thinking about six or seven steps. Was I ever wrong? So the time we got the battery, drove back to where we were staying, it was probably about 5.30 Saturday evening. I was thinking, hope they haven't given our place to someone else. The gate man was at the gate, gave us our package with the keys, and by this time it's getting close to 6 o'clock Saturday evening. And remember, I have been awake since 2.30 a.m. Friday morning with about an hour and a half sleep in the car at the beach area. But that hour and a half was not all at one time. It was 10 minutes here, then go to another beach area, get another 15 minutes. And that was all day Saturday. So we pull in the driveway of the condominium. It was a three-story on stilts. I'm thinking, okay, this is good. Just a step up to the porch. Wrong again. I see the front door. I'm thinking, that's a lower level. Wrong. You open the front door, and the entryway are the only thing on the lower level. I look around the bend, stairs straight up, no six or seven, but 15 steps. We go up the stairs, all loaded with luggage, get up to the next level, second floor. I look around. By this time, I'm looking for the beds. I see two sofas, a dining room table, and chairs in the kitchen, and some more tables and things. I see a door. I go open it. It's the pantry. I see another door. I asked the boys if that was a bedroom. They opened it, a small bathroom with a lavatory stool. I said, where are the bedrooms? They pointed. I then went around the bend, straight up another set of 15 steps. So here we all go again with our luggage. And my grandsons are both telling me, put mine down and they will take it. But they already had their hands full. Upstairs were three bedrooms and two big bathrooms with the showers and tubs. I looked around. I started thinking. You know, I had been told with my treatments I would lose my appetite. That never did happen. And I knew at night I'd get up and eat and fix me something to drink. So I told Tiff I was going to sleep on one of the sofas downstairs. So back down 15 steps I go again. I said, I will just sponge off in the little bathroom downstairs. On the second day, a hot shower was looking good, so I thought, I can do this. So I got my clothes, went upstairs to the shower, 15 steps, get in the bathroom, forgot some of my stuff, back down 15 steps, got my things, back up 15 steps, took a shower, then back down 15 steps to second level, then we went to eat, back down 15 steps to get to the car, then when we came back from eating, 15 steps back up to the second level. Every day we went to the beach after we parked. You had to walk quite a ways to get to the beach and water. Then Tiff and I walked the beach picking up shells. But by the time we left, I was going up all the stairs, no problems. So a couple of days after we got back home, I had a doctor appointment. The nurse practitioner came in the room first. She wanted to know about my vacation. I told her about everything. Then the doctor came in. The nurse practitioner was putting something in the computer. The doctor asked about my vacation. The nurse practitioner stopped putting things in the computer. 
She told the doctor, you have got to hear this story. They both told me I was amazing because when I started chemo, they told me all I would want to do was sit in my chair. I wouldn't want anything to eat. I would be nauseated. And as you can see, I have none of these problems. I'm getting a little dry. <laughs> And you're going to think I'm nuts when I tell you this, but I look forward to going and getting my chemo treatment. It is just like they have given me a big shot of B12. On Thursday nights, I have so much energy that I need very little sleep. I wake up on Friday mornings about 2.30 a.m. I get my coffee, watch a little TV. Then by about 4 o'clock a.m., I get up and start cleaning the house. I don't mean just picking up stuff, but I start cleaning closets, cleaning out doors, and washing the insides of my windows. So you can see, I'm not sitting in my chair. I take care of my one-year-old great-grandson three to four days a week. Then on Saturday and Sunday, I go to the flea market. And I'm on my feet all day when not taking care of customers. I'm moving things around out on the floor. Last month in my doctor's apartment, I told her, she probably didn't hear this much, but I told her I look forward to getting my chemo treatments. She said, no, that is one I don't hear from other patients. But we all know that I would be not feeling this way just from the chemo medicine. It is God. He has been with me all the way. And I would like to talk about how our world is changing. I keep up with the news that comes on my computer. I can't believe what people write under the news stories. I have read where some people say, didn't you pray to your daddy in the sky for that not to happen? I have read where some people are saying there is no heaven or hell. And this is when I do get nauseated and sometimes I just have to turn my head and scroll to something else. But this is where I need for my testimony to be shared by anyone that would like to tell what God has done for me. God spoke to me when I first found out that I had this. He spoke to me about people that, I, that don't know him and that I'm to be a witness to them, to let them know there is a God and he is still healing people. I thank God for everything he has done and is doing for me and he wants to do the same for other people. And I share my testimony everywhere I go. I have shared it with several of the chemo nurses. They will stop what they are doing and grab their arms and say they are getting goosebumps. A few weeks ago, Marcy was in the chemo room with me and the nurse. I had finished my treatment and I went to the bathroom. The nurse told Marcy what all I had told her I do during the week. And Marcy said, yes, she does all that. The nurse said to Marcy, I can't believe she can do that. And then this is my testimony that um, I um, wrote um, on October the 6th. Uh, 2022 so I actually had two testimonies in one and uh, because I had some more tests run I wanted to be sure and share that with you in July the doctor took me off the chemo infusions and put me on chemo by mouth after four weeks I was very sick from the medicine I had not been sick at all from the other chemo but maybe I had to go through being sick so I could really experience how other people get sick from the chemo so that now I can show them what God did for me and because of a lot of prayer and the doctor reduced my dosage of chemo by mouth, I now feel great and it is even doing better than the infusions were. And they were doing great. In July, I had another PET scan run. It was really good. The doctor said the places that had cancer before are not showing much sign of cancer at all. Amen. In August, I went to the breast surgeon. It had been six months since I had seen her. She started doing the ultrasound on me. She said, oh, that looks good under there. Then she tried to get measurements of the tumor with the ultrasound machine. She couldn't get any measurements of the tumor. 
In February, the tumor had shrank to a 2.9 centimeter. Now in August, the tumor is so small, it does not even show up in the ultrasound machine. The surgeon told me I do not need to come back and see her for one year. Whoa. She said she would check tumor again, but at that time she thinks it will still be so small that it doesn't even show up. And remember when the tumor was found in July of 21, it was a six centimeter. Doctors were hoping with treatment they possibly could shrink it to a five centimeter. It is now so small, almost nothing there. The machine doesn't even see it anymore. This is God. I would like to share this and then I'll sit down. My nurse petitioner told me since I only go to the clinic now to see the doctor once a month, she said, I miss seeing your little face, but she said, I am happy for you that you only come once a month. My oncologist doctor told me that she doesn't just look at my chart when I'm in her office, but she is constantly looking at it to see what good medicine she can put me on. This is God. Amen. Because so many doctors can't remember anything about you. You are just a number. And after I wrote this, this in October, I read my Bible, then I read in a devotional book Crystal had given me. And this was the scripture for October the 6th, the day I wrote my testimony. Do you have faith? Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it, Hebrews 11 and 1. And then this was the writing under the scripture. Do you have faith? If you have faith, you have what it takes to tackle your problems before they tackle you. If you have confident hope, then you will know how to handle whatever life brings to you. And I promise I'm going to sit down. But first I have to say thank you to Sandy. I wish she was here because Sandy, she never missed a time of fasting and praying for me uh, every time that uh, for a whole year, even when Dawn was so sick, she still fasted and prayed for me every time that I had to get an infusion treatment. And thank you to Tiff and Marcy for changing their work schedules when they took me for chemo. And thank you to my family and to everyone here at church that are praying for me. Thank you. If you have your Bibles, well, maybe Blaise will put it up here. Why don't we just read it together? Praise God. I think I wrote something here. Praise God. You know, when Linda was giving her testimony, I thought about the little woman at the well. She went into the city, and she told everything that the Lord had done for her. And I hear Linda saying how she's uh, witnessed and told different people, especially working where you work, Linda. I know you meet a lot of people up there. But, you know, we need to tell it. Shout it from the housetop. Because there's so many people out there that needs a word of encouragement. They need to see somebody that's actually been healed by the miraculous power of God. You know, we hear about it all the time. We read about it all the time. But to actually witness someone that has gone through what Linda has gone through and came out with flying colors means a lot to a lot of people. Praise God. Because our God is real. Our God is faithful, and he'll do what he says he would do. We just have to latch on to it, hold on to it, because he won't fail us. Amen? Isaiah chapter 53, beginning at verse 1. I'm reading from the old King James Version. Praise the Lord for my new Bible. You know, the enemy has tried to steal the word from me. I got home. 
Crystal had a new Bible for me, just like my old one, and I'm so thankful for it. You know, somebody stole my Bible <laughs> and other things on my trip. But then I had another Bible <laughs> that was given to me while I was down there. When we got home, that Bible was gone. I thought, okay, Lord, I'm glad that I have that word in my heart. The word says, you know, David, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. But I thank God for it. But anyway, I have another old King James Version, even though I have a lot of different translations at home I study with. But we're going to read from the old King James. If you don't mind the these and thous and those. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I like it. I grew up with it. Okay, let's read. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely, let's read this out loud. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, stricken smitten of God, and afflicted. Come on. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Uh, the chastisement of our peace uh, was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Uh, healed. Thank God uh, that this is a prophecy uh, way back in Isaiah. Uh, but you know what? When Jesus came, he came uh, to fulfill. He came that we might have life and we might have life more abundantly. Amen. Not just to get by, but he wants to have an abundant life. Amen. You say, well, how can I have that abundant life? Get into the word of God. See what God has to say about it. See why Jesus came. Amen. And find out that you were also included in the great plan of salvation. All the benefits of the cross of Calvary belong to you. The word says that God is no respecter of person. Amen. And you know what he wants with us? He wants fellowship with us. He wants communion with us. Uh, he wants to walk with us and talk with us uh, as he did uh, back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Uh, he would come in the cool of the day and he'd have fellowship with them. But we know that the enemy got in there. Amen. Uh, and he messed up that fellowship. But thank God, even though the Bible says that God put a flaming sword and a cherubim uh, to keep the way to the tree of life, uh, to keep the way to the garden, amen, where everything was there. It was a, an abundance of everything that man could even think of. But I'm so glad when Jesus came. Hallelujah. He made the way back. Oh, so that we can have that fellowship with him. We don't have to go through an earthly high priest to get to him. But we can go before him. The Bible says come boldly. Uh, amen before the Lord. Come boldly into the throne of God. The throne of grace. Uh, that we can receive help. Amen. We can find help in a time of need. Uh, so he opened the door. When Jesus came he opened the door. To whosoever will let him come. He loved the world. He loved the people. 
people uh, so much that he said, I'll go and I'll be the supreme sacrifice. I'll open the way. Amen. I will be the way. I will be the truth. I will be the life. And that's exactly what Jesus did. I'm so glad that he did today. And love is what hung him on the cross. You know, we know that the spikes were driven in his hands and his feet. But love is what kept him there. His love for you and his love for me. And I'm so glad that when he hung on that cross, uh, the Bible said uh, that for the joy that was set before him. What was that joy? Oh, my goodness. He saw in time uh, that you and I uh, would need him. You and I uh, would need to receive from him. Amen. Uh, he knew uh, that we would have needs in our life. Uh, he knew. Amen. Uh, that a way had to be made, and he made that way. Who for the joy that was set before him, uh, the word says he endured the cross, despising the shame, uh, and is now set down uh, at the right hand of the Father. Uh, and you know what he's doing today? Uh, oh, I know uh, that the supreme sacrifice was finished, uh, but he sits at the right hand of God today, uh, and he is praying for each one of you. He's praying for me today. Uh, the Bible says he's making intercession for us. Uh, oh, he didn't quit, did he? Uh, what a loving God. What a loving God. He's still moving. He's still ministering today. Uh, folks, don't let Jesus pass you by. Reach out. Reach into the word. Uh, latch on to it. Amen. Because it was sent for you. And it was sent for me. Hallelujah. So today, after such a marvelous testimony, if anybody needs prayer, if anybody needs healing in your body, we're serving a God today. Amen. That is a healer. I know. Amen. I've seen it happen so many times. And I know each one of you uh, have been at one time or another physically attacked by the enemy. I know I had my share of it the last couple of months. Amen. But I thank God that his word works. I thank God, amen, uh, that his word is life. Uh, his word is health. Amen. And his word uh, is exactly what we need. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the need is today, uh, his word works. Uh, we have a remedy. Amen. Uh, and that remedy uh, is found in the precious word of God. Hallelujah. That remedy uh, is Jesus Christ himself. I'm so glad for that today.